Welcome to another edition of Campus Life, the flagship podcast on our Campus to Camp podcast feed. I am your host, Colin, as always. Still no Austin. I'm getting a little bit concerned. Uh, If anybody does see him, please uh, let him know that his friends and family are looking for him. Um, We are a little bit worried that something may have happened to his yacht. Uh, but I do know that, you know, there's not a lot of service off the coast of the Amalfi Coast. So um, no panic yet, but we are getting a little worried. I am bringing you guys a solo show here today. I apologize for my voice a little under the weather. But um, yeah, we, I, I couldn't let you guys hang in on this one. You know, this will be my my Jordan flu game. I'll, I'll buckle up and, and uh, still bring some fun content this one you know the season just finished up congratulations to anybody who won a championship uh if you did definitely let us know we we tweeted out on twitter uh to drop your fantasy squads if you won find that thread put your championship winning team on there congratulations brag it up you deserve it because it's a slog through the cff season not an easy one to win a lot can happen in the playoffs but season's over now And we're getting into some fun. We're getting into some uh, rumors, getting into a lot of portal movement, some coaching carousel stuff going on already. And we're not even in December yet. Portal's not even technically open. And we have had an onslaught of players declaring already. Recording this on Monday night, had the show sheet drawn up uh, yesterday. And there were a bunch of guys that I was going to talk about as interesting portal names that ended up getting in the portal. Uh, so I'm just going to talk about everybody who's in the portal, and we'll talk about some of these coaching hires, uh, close it up with some some speculation, some rampant, wild, rumorless speculation. Um, but to start off here, like I said, we'll get into the players in the portal already, a lot of them, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, MJ Morris, quarterback, NC State. I don't think he's officially in yet, but he did shut down his season early in the middle of the season so that and announced that he did that so that way he could redshirt. I don't see any reason why you would do that unless you are going to go in the portal. So I'm going to assume MJ Morris is in the portal. Now, he was a fun quarterback for a stretch there at the end of his freshman year, at the end of 2022. Uh, he had a couple moments in, in 2023 here when he took over for Brennan Armstrong, but um, mostly disappointing. It was a tough schedule through that stretch. He got Clemson, Duke, Miami, uh, so not some easy matchups. But he's a fun quarterback, and I think he could be in really interesting, especially for the fantasy perspective. He's from the state of Georgia. I don't really think there's any team in the state of Georgia that he's going to go to. He did take an unofficial visit to Georgia and Alabama as a recruit. But I would be surprised if he ended up at either of those schools. So we'll have to keep an eye on where he's going to end up because there really isn't any strong connection out there. Uh, his offensive court, former offensive coordinator from that 2022 season, um, Tim Beck. I think it's Tim Beck, Tim or Jason. I don't remember which. I want to say Tim. He's at Coastal Carolina now, uh, but I don't expect him to go to Coastal Carolina either. He's a better player than that. So I'm very interested to see where MJ Morris ends up because there's going to be a lot of schools that are losing quarterbacks this year and will have potential openings next year. Um, Some of them have 
you know, fairly clear succession plans in place, uh, like USC, uh, like Tennessee, although it did come out that Joe Milton has another year. So we'll see how that plays out. But schools like Oregon and Washington, Notre Dame, UNC, presumably Drake May leaves, uh, Florida State, Auburn, Kentucky, Louisville, NC State, Oklahoma State, Indiana, Mississippi State, Baylor, Michigan State, Maryland, Vanderbilt, Syracuse, maybe Michigan. Uh, Wake Forest could still use a quarterback. LSU is going to be losing Daniels. They have um, Garrett Nussmeyer still there, but you never know. Uh, we'll get into that later. But UCLA will probably be in the market for a quarterback. Nebraska, BYU. There's going to be a lot of schools looking for quarterbacks. Some fun G5 spots that'll be looking for quarterbacks like Georgia Southern, UTSA, South Alabama, UAB, Hawaii, San Jose State, Iowa, or Ohio. So a lot of options there. I don't see any clear indicator for Morris at this point. Um, I mean, he's from Georgia, so maybe like a Florida State, that could be kind of fun. I think he could be really fun in a, a Hugh Freeze offense, so Auburn could be a potential spot. So definitely a guy that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Uh, a guy who is in the portal here, uh, Will Howard, quarterback from Kansas State, came out and announced that he is already in the portal, seemingly opening up the window here for Avery Johnson now. Uh, he looked Avery Johnson looked pretty good in stretches as a true freshman. So it's sounding like maybe they uh, politely told Will Howard to go find an opportunity elsewhere uh, so they could get onto the Avery Johnson experience. But Will Howard is from PA, Downingtown, stand up. Uh, I don't expect him to end up at a Pennsylvania school. Penn's, uh, Penn State, not looking for a quarterback. And Pitt, Will Howard's better than that. So, and Temple, sorry, forgot about Temple. Will Howard, also better than that. Um, so I don't really have a strong leaning on where Will Howard would go either. He feels like a a place that would be like an immediate plug and play option for a, a school like a Notre Dame. Um, maybe if Michigan loses McCarthy, like we assume they will, like Michigan could be a landing spot for him. Uh, but he has been a pretty productive fantasy quarterback over the last two years. So definitely somebody who's worth keeping an eye on for where he ends up. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke, also quarterback for Miami, also ended up in the portal here. And this was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, Alabama reportedly was like trying to lure him away last year, and he kind of rebuffed that. Had a down year this year, got benched for true freshman Emory Williams, only to come in at the very end of the year after Williams broke his collarbone. Tyler Van Dyke is from Connecticut. Um, UConn needs a quarterback, probably. No, I'm just kidding there. So Tyler Van Dyke, um, better than UConn. He also feels like a school that, uh, like he could go to a school that needs a veteran quarterback. Again, like a Notre Dame, a Michigan. I could also see like an Oklahoma State uh, as a possible landing spot for him. Um, but we'll see kind of how the, the portal shakes out. Um, I'm not overly interested in Van Dyke from an NFL perspective. Um, certainly back on Will Howard. I mean, he could be interesting depending on where he ends up. Um, there's some Debbie hope for him still. I know Mike, uh, Valerie over at our site uh, is a big Will Howard fan. Um, so he, maybe he ends up somewhere in a little bit, you know, a, a more of a, a pro style system where he could throw the ball around a little bit more and showcase his arm a little bit more. 
Um, Tyler Van Dyke, we I think we've kind of seen what he is, and he is just just a solid, okay college quarterback. And I'm not somebody that I really see much of an NFL future for. He could maybe get taken in the the end of uh, of the draft, like around six or seven, or an undrafted free agent, end up like an Aiden O'Connell type. Um, but I'm not overly interested in Van Dyke for NFL future. And unless he ends up in a really fantasy friendly system, I'm not really all that interested in Van Dyke for CFF purposes either. So still keep an eye on Van Dyke. It's definitely um, a, a, one of the bigger names in the portal, one of the more surprising names in the portal. But um, I think we can mostly forget about him for fantasy purposes until we see that landing spot at least. Uh, next up quarterback in the portal is Tyler Shuck quarterback from Texas Tech. Sounds like Texas Tech ready to get on with the Baron Morton experience and hand the reins over to him. Although they are bringing in an intriguing freshman quarterback, uh, Will Hammond. So uh, not that I think Will Hammond would start as a freshman, but that could be a nice little succession plan for him. Um, Tyler Shuck is from the state of Arizona. And Arizona seems pretty set on quarterbacks as well. Arizona and Arizona State um, both seem like they have their guy for the future in Fafita and Rashada. So I don't expect him to return home. Uh, I, this is another guy that I think could end up at a, um, I don't know, well, not like a Notre Dame or a, a Michigan. He feels more like um, maybe like a Louisville or a Kentucky type of a school, one that's just like a tier down from them. I think Tyler Shuck is a solid quarterback when he's on the field, at least for fantasy purposes. Um, he had a, a hundred yard game on the ground. I think that was against Oregon this year. So he brings a little bit with his legs when he's healthy. Uh, so a, a school like, like I said, like a Kentucky or a Louisville, that could be like an interesting spot for him. Um, he still has some fantasy potential on the college side, but I think his NFL hopes have long gone. Uh, next up, we have Will Rogers, quarterback from Mississippi State in the portal, and he is from the state of Mississippi. So he stayed home to play ball there with a new coach coming in, and uh, which we'll get to in a little bit. Writing definitely on the wall for him to exit. Uh, and he exits as, you know, one of the best all-time passers in SEC history. Now, you know, a lot of that had to do with Mike Leach and a couple of years under him. But I, I think he's the type of guy who could end up in a, a nice system and kind of provide some sort of fantasy value. Uh, he feels, I want to say, like a, a low-level power five school. Um you know, maybe uh, an Indiana, maybe a, a Vanderbilt, Syracuse, depending on who they hire, maybe even a Wake Forest, somewhere in that realm, uh, depending on, you know, what the system looks like. Now, he wouldn't be a good fit in Wake Forest's current system, but uh, I have some some speculation later on that one, too. But it feels like somewhere in that level. So we'll see where he ends up. Definitely a guy who could have some fantasy potential. NFL potential just feels like in that Tyler Van Dyke realm where he could be like a late round pick and a long-term backup maybe. Uh, next up, we have Max Johnson, quarterback for Texas A&M. Uh, he is from the state of Georgia. 
Again, not really a school in Georgia that I could see being interested in a quarterback in the quarterback market there. Uh, Georgia Tech has Haynes King. Georgia has Carson Beck, presuming he stays. So he's one that I'm not really sure where he's going to end up because he kind of flamed out of two bigger schools in LSU and, and Texas A&M. Um, so he is the type of guy that I think needs to take a step down, um, maybe more in the NC State uh, type of a range, maybe in Oklahoma. He could also be like an Oklahoma State kind of a quarterback. Uh, we'll see how that one shakes out for him. Definitely some college uh, fantasy appeal there. Not any NFL uh, future as far as I, I can see at this point. So uh, another interesting name. I mean, most of these guys honestly are just a bunch of mid quarterbacks at this point. Will Howard, MJ Morris, very interesting. Um, there's one other name that I think is legitimately interesting. And then the rest of these guys, it's really going to depend on where they end up for whether, whether we're actually interested in them for fantasy purposes or not. I don't know um, if any of these guys outside of Morris and Howard uh, and maybe one other guy have much NFL future at all. So most of these guys too are not going to end up at some of these bigger programs that could need quarterbacks like those Oregon's Washington's Notre Dame's UNC's Michigan's. I don't really know if I Florida state even, I don't really know if I see any of those guys going to a school like that. Um, except for outside of MJ Morris or Will Howard, but the rest of these guys I, I think are, are a tier below that. And I think they've proven it over the years. Uh, the next guy in the portal is uh, Blake Shapin, quarterback from Baylor, from the state of Louisiana. I don't really see a school in Louisiana that would be interested in him, so I don't know that he goes home either. LSU, certainly not. Tulane seems like they have Kai Horton as their guy of the future, who's, who's an interesting option. Maybe he ends up a UL, but he feels like a guy that has slightly higher hopes than that. So we'll see where Blake Shapin ends up. He had a couple decent fantasy weeks, so in the right system, he could be interesting. Uh, next up, Kattenhauser, quarterback from Michigan State. Uh, now, he's from California. I think there's a couple schools out that way that could be interesting for him. Uh, he did not look very good this year, uh, so I, I feel like he could be a, a G5 candidate, to be honest. I mean, some of these, a lot of these guys are going to be disappointed with where they end up um, a lot of them I imagine don't want to transfer down to the G5 but I think some of them are going to have to so maybe like a San Jose State I think could be really interesting for for Kattenhauser that feels like a level that could be pretty good we've seen some fantasy success out of there out of Chevin Cordero so he's a guy that I think you know could have some fantasy success depending on where he ends up um, the other quarterback from Michigan State is in the portal as well Sam Levitt and he announced he was in the portal pretty much as soon as they announced the new head coach. Sam Levitt is from Oregon. And a really interesting fact that uh, Nate Marquise pointed out in our uh, Slack chat is that Sam Levitt's from about an hour down the road from Corvallis. And Oregon State did not even offer Sam Levitt. So once Jonathan Smith got hired at, at Michigan State, Levitt was out the door. Levitt's a guy that I do think still has some some good potential. Um, we'll see exactly where he ends up. I don't think he's like a, a Washington, Oregon, Notre Dame type guy, but I could see him ending up at a school like a UNC. 
maybe even a Florida State. Well, it depends on how Tate Rodemaker does uh, down the stretch here, but I imagine Florida State will be in the portal looking for somebody. Um, but, you know, also, again, in that, you know, Kentucky, Louisville, somewhere in that range, he feels like a guy that, you know, we liked a lot as a recruit over at the site. We were higher on him than the services. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up uh, because I do think there's some NFL potential for him, depending on where he ends up. I think he could also have some fantasy success too. So him, MJ Morris, Will Howard, the three most interesting names in the portal for me at the quarterback position. Uh, I'm just going to rip off these last couple of names. We don't really care that much about them. Ken Seals and AJ Swan from Vanderbilt. Uh, Seals is from Texas. AJ Swan is from Georgia. Swan was originally committed to Maryland. Uh, Maryland's probably going to need a quarterback with uh, Talia Tavaloa leaving. So I, I could see Swan ending up at Maryland. Seals, don't really think we care that much. Uh, Trayson Borgett, quarterback at Western Michigan's in the portal. Not really concerned with where he ends up. Braden Sorsby, uh, Brendan Sorsby, the quarterback from Indiana, also in the portal. Again, not really that worried about where he ends up either. And then the last name on the list is a Chris Moxley special. It's uh, Matt Sluka from Holy Cross. Uh, he had a really nice year this year, the FCS level. Uh, and he's the type of guy who could be really fun for fantasy purposes. So he's in the portal. Maybe he's the type of guy who, who transfers to one of these fun offenses like a Georgia Southern, UTSA, something like that. Um, and maybe he can provide a, a nice little fantasy spark for you somewhere, wherever he ends up. So just a name to keep in mind on the radar. Uh, not that I imagine too many people are going to be talking about Matt Saluka and where he ends up. Uh, into the wide receiver position, uh, we had TJ Sheffield, the wide receiver from Purdue in the portal. Uh, he started off okay for fantasy purposes, and then he kind of faded. So I'm not overly interested and where T.J. Sheffield ends up. The next name on the list, um, there's three other guys here that I think are much more interesting. Um, the first one is Raymond Cottrell, wide receiver for Texas A&M. Uh, he was a top 30 recruit this year at the wide receiver position uh, by the composite. He's from the state of Florida. He was crystal balled to Florida originally, 66.7%, and Florida State had 33.3% chance to get him. Uh, according to the crystal balls before he ended up flipping to Texas A&M likely to secure the bag there. Uh, he also visited Miami. So I uh, took an official visit to Miami so that he feels like he's going to go back home. I could see both Florida and Florida state needing wide receivers. Uh, this is somebody that I would keep an eye on for either of those two places that he wasn't my favorite wide receiver uh, in this class. And I don't think as a site, we were all that high on him, but, uh, and you know, fairly highly rated recruit. Um, and I think he could be intriguing at least, you know, he's, he's kind of that mystery box still at this point. Um, wide receiver, probably the most wide interesting wide receiver in the portal right now is Eric McAllister for Boise state. He's from Texas. And we're hearing rumblings on Twitter that he's a top priority for TCU. I think that could be a really interesting landing spot given that TCU has a complete lack of wide receivers at this point. You know, Savion Williams, John Paul Richardson, those guys are not it. Um, JoJo Earl had a you know, little appearance at the end of the season here, but he's not it. Cordell Russell is going to be a year one zero. Um, 
So Eric McAllister at TCU could be really interesting. Uh, but wherever he ends up, I, I think he's a decent fantasy option. Um, so he's somebody that I would keep an eye on as well. And then the last wide receiver and last true wide receiver in the portal uh, is Donovan McCulley, the wide receiver at Indiana. And I think this is a really interesting name here. He originally came to Indiana as a quarterback, dual threat guy, very athletic, very mobile, six foot five, 200 pounds. Um, he's transitioned to wide receiver over the last two years. And this past year, he was Indiana's leading wide receiver. 48 catches, 644 yards, six touchdowns. You know, not a bad showing at all uh, from from an Indiana wide receiver. Uh, and he's from the state of Indiana. He didn't really have any other interesting offers or visits. Like that was a pretty big get for Indiana to get him. And, you know, obviously they just turned him into a wide receiver. So now we see why Tom Allen maybe got fired. But um, Donovan McCulley is a guy that I think with that size and athleticism profile, some production as a wide receiver, he's a really interesting name to keep an eye out. Uh, he was one of the guys that I had down in my speculation section, and he officially announced today he is in the portal. So I don't really have a good lean on where he's going to end up because it's not really another school in Indiana. I mean, he could go to Notre Dame, but doesn't really feel like a Notre Dame guy. Uh, and we don't want any wide receivers really to go to Notre Dame because that's kind of where they go to die for fantasy purposes. So we'll see where Donovan McCauley ends up. He's definitely a name to uh, to highlight and keep an eye on. Moving into the running back position, uh, we got Cartavius Norton, the running back at Iowa State in the portal. He was a favorite of ours over at the site. Uh, I know Austin was a big fan of him. I was a big fan of him as well. Uh, he's got good size. He's got pretty good athleticism as well. Thought he could kind of be the next Iowa State running back, and that is not the case. Abu Sama the third has really taken over that backfield by storm. He exploded this past weekend with over 200 yards. So that seems to be his job. Cartavius Norton saw the writing on the wall, headed out. Uh, he is from the state of Georgia. Now he took an unofficial visit to Florida state, but they did not actually offer him. Um, Georgia state did offer him. That was an in-state guy. And that I think would be a really interesting option for fantasy purposes. You know, obviously we want all of these guys to end up at big schools and wherever they go. Cartavius Norton probably doesn't want to end up at Georgia State. He probably wants to go to somewhere in the Power Five, but not everybody can be at the Power Five level. He didn't really have that many great offers to begin with. So I think Georgia State could be a really good place for him to go. He could kind of take over from Marcus Carroll uh, and he could be fantasy relevant still. So if you have Cartavius Norton on your roster still for, you know, whatever reason, there's a, a league or two where I still have him, where we have limited drops, and I just never dropped him during the season. I had other guys I wanted to cut more. So depending on where he ends up, if he goes to Georgia State, that could be interesting. Um, other running back in the portal, Treshawn Ward, uh, running back for Kansas State. Uh, this is his second trip into the portal. Um, he must be grad transferring at this point. He is from the state of Florida. Uh, he transferred from Florida State, so I don't imagine he ends up back there. Um, Don Cheney Jr. is in the portal, too, from Miami. Not that he's all that interesting. Uh, Miami has some other running backs, so I don't imagine they're going to be in the market for a running back. Florida already has a nice duo in Montreal Johnson and 
um, Trevor Etienne. They brought in Trayon Webb this year. <clears throat> so they have some interesting options. I don't think he's going to return home unless it's to go to maybe UCF. I think that could be interesting at least. Uh, he was committed to Maryland previously, though, all the way back in um, 2019. So that could be an interesting spot if he ends up there. Roman Hemby is still there. We do like Roman Hemby, but um, they could always use some depth there. So we'll see where Treshawn Ward ends up. He's another guy that I had some hope for. And just over the course of this year, that's really faded. I mean, DJ Giddens took over that backfield from Ward. And I think DJ Giddens could be a really interesting guy moving forward. Now that Ward is in the portal, like that's going to be pretty clearly his backfield. So I think out of Ward entering the portal, the biggest takeaway is probably DJ Giddens stock up. Uh, two running back wide receiver hybrids entered the portal, though. Um, Chris Tyree, running back wide receiver hybrid from Notre Dame, he officially moved to wide receiver this year. We'll see where he ends up. He's from Virginia. I don't particularly, I, I think he could be interesting at a school like Virginia, um, but they tend to use like the bigger wide receivers, like a Malik Washington in that scheme. So I don't know how well he would fit there. I think Chris Tyree, depending on where he ends up though, could be really interesting for fantasy purposes, just due to that athleticism and that speed. So still a name you want to keep an eye on there, but I think his Debbie hopes are probably dashed at this point, um, just due to his size, never really performing uh, and now entering the transfer portal late in his career. Not, uh, not what you want to see. And then the other running back wide receiver hybrid in the portal is Relique Brown, running back at USC, former five-star. Um, he was committed to Lincoln Riley all the way, uh, Oklahoma, and then he followed Riley and decommitted from Oklahoma and went to USC. He's from the state of California. I think it could be really interesting if he ends up at, you know, maybe UCLA. Uh, he could be a, a thunder-lightning type of a, a compliment back for um, Tamorian Harden. I know Carson Steele is still there. There were some rumblings that he could be a potential portal guy, maybe like a grad transfer. So we'll we'll see what happens in that backfield. But I think Relique Brown is similar to Ty Chris Tyree in that he's you know obviously very athletic, kind of that hybrid type, and could be fun for fantasy purposes. Where depending on where he ends up, but over at the site we were never very high on Brown for the NFL prospects and i think that still really maintains uh, the case for right now uh, so that's all that we have for portal news i mean there were still some other guys in the portal i'm sure i missed uh we've had news coming out all day like i said this is going to be an interesting off season um to say the least it always is with the portal and it just keeps getting more and more interesting so it's going to be a continuing story throughout the year uh, we have a couple players that are announced as returning already. Um, Shador Sanders, quarterback of Colorado. Quinn Ewers, quarterback Texas. Jackson Dart, quarterback Ole Miss. We kind of already talked about those guys through different points of the show when they made their announcements. So I just wanted to mention them, but uh, we kind of already talked about these guys and the implications of them coming back. They're all three quarterbacks that you know we like for fantasy purposes. We like for Devi purposes. I don't think it's a bad thing that they came back. This is a pretty heavy clap QB class this year. Um, not a ton of, I mean, you have the two guys at the top and Williams and May, 
Daniel seems to really be working his way up into some people's QB three at this point, uh, sneaking into the back end of the first in some mock drafts. Um, you know, it's JJ McCarthy there too, Michael Pratt. So I don't think it's a bad thing that these guys came back, got another year, uh, and can enter next year where there's not really any clear cut wide or QB one at that point. Uh, but the other quarterback that we didn't talk about that's returning uh, is Jalen Daniels, quarterback at Kansas. He basically missed the entire year this year with a back injury. Uh, I think his Debbie hopes are kind of about shot at this point. You know, obviously the the year for it, missing a full year for injury is never good. Definitely hurts the development, but he's also a bit on the shorter side. Not great as a passer, but at Kansas, you know, he was a lot of fun for fantasy purposes. So I think that him announcing he's returning to Kansas, uh, as long as Lance Leipold stays there, I think he could be a, a nice option for fantasy purposes. So you have him, I'm sure, on your roster still. Um, he's a guy that you're going to want to keep because uh, I think next year will be a, a good year for him, a nice bounce back. Uh, we have a couple of bowl game invites that were accepted, senior bowl invites that were accepted. Michael Pratt, quarterback at, at a Tulane. Ben Sinat, tight end at a Kansas State. Jaheim Bell, tight end Florida State. Spencer Rattler, quarterback, South Carolina. Ricky Pearsall, wide receiver, Florida. And Jacob Cowing, wide receiver, Arizona. I think it's safe to assume at this point all of those guys are gone. So if you had them, you had any hope for them returning. Accepting Senior Bowl invites isn't final, but it's a very strong indicator that those guys are going to be going off to the NFL because the NFL wanted those guys at that game. Uh, and then the last guy we have, Ray Davis, declared for the draft as well. So running back out of Kentucky, he will be gone. He's a guy that I think has some Debbie value. I think he's probably an early day three running back at this point. But the medicals are going to be huge for Ray Davis. He's had some knee injuries throughout his career in college. I think he's got the talent. He's a battering ram. Uh, solid athleticism, not going to wow you, but it's good enough. Catches the ball okay. I think if his medicals check out, he's a guy, like I said, day th early day three, probably somewhere in like the fourth round. Um, I, he could be interesting in that range. But if those medicals don't check out, he could be undraftable. So volatile stock there, but somebody who I think has an NFL future in some capacity. All right, we'll move on to the coaches. Uh, we got some coaches on the move here. Jonathan Smith was hired at Michigan State. Uh, he was uh, formerly the head coach at Oregon State for several years. He brought Oregon State back up from just the dregs into a perennial top 25 team over the last two, three years. And it's very unfortunate for Oregon State that the Pac-12 and everything that happened the way that it did, because I think he would have stayed there for, for the long haul. You know, it's his alma mater. Uh, if they were going to still be a Power 5 team, I think he would have stayed. But because they are, there's so much uncertainty around Oregon State, I think it makes a lot of sense for Jonathan Smith to move to over to Michigan State. Now, with him going to Michigan State, we've already seen quarterbacks in the portal. Sam Levitt, Katten Hauser, both those guys entered the portal. So what does this mean for Aiden Childs? I think there's a lot of um, indicators that would say 
yeah, Aiden Childs will probably follow to Michigan State. You know that Jonathan Smith was the one who recruited him. He committed at Childs committed to him for a while. Um, and this is a, a move up for him. You know, he's a chance to play in the Big Ten, play against some big defenses, showcase his ability for the NFL. But there's also some rumors that players in the locker room were not really happy about the way that everything went down with Jonathan Smith leaving. So I wouldn't write this in pen that Aiden Childs is just going to follow Jonathan Smith to Michigan State. Uh, I think Aiden Childs showed enough this year that he could have some suitors uh, in at the uh, higher Power Five levels, higher than than Michigan State. You know, this could be a place that maybe UNC goes after their quarterback of the future, or Florida State. You know, sees a potential uh, Jordan Travis replacement there, and they can you know maybe do some fun things with with Childs and his legs, like we saw with with Travis. So I'm not I'm not assuming Childs is going to follow to Michigan State. If you put uh, a gun to my head right now, I'd probably put it at like, you know, 60-40 that maybe he does, but it's close enough that that I I don't want to just assume that. Damian Martinez would kind of be in the same bucket. Uh, you know, if the rumors are true that that locker room wasn't very happy with the way that everything went down with Jonathan Smith, and those guys don't want to just follow him to Michigan State. Damian Martinez is another guy who I think will have plenty of suitors out there. He's from the state of Texas, and I think that we could see him end up somewhere else. So, uh, you know, I'll get to him in the in the speculation section of this. But um, you know, I, I I don't think it's a foregone conclusion these guys are going to Michigan State with Jonathan Smith. Although I do think that it was a great hire by Michigan State. I think this was about the best hire that they could have gotten here. Um, runs a very clean program, and they kind of need that after a couple of the scandals that have, have broken over the last couple of years from them. Uh, next up, we have Texas A&M. Uh, Jimbo Fisher out, as we all know. Mike Elko, the former head coach at Duke, is in. He's also the defensive coordinator at Texas A&M under Jimbo for a number of years. Uh, but Elko was hired only after the uh, the Mark Stoops fakeout. So they announced Mark Stoops as the head coach, and apparently there were some boosters that were not overly happy about that. There was some media backlash um, and some social media backlash, and they walked that one back pretty quickly. So Stoops, uh, Stoops got Shiano'd, Greg Shiano, um, for anybody who doesn't remember that. Uh, Greg Shiano was hired at the University of Tennessee, uh, and then they walked that one back after a lot of backlash. Um so Stoops staying put in Kentucky and Elko is in a Texas A&M. I think this is a great hire for Texas A&M as a university. Uh, but I don't know necessarily what this means for the offense there. I mean, uh, Mike Elko is a defensive guy, but in his time at Duke, we saw him kind of leave the reins, uh, leave the reins of the offense to um, Johns, the offensive coordinator. So, it seems like he's a guy who kind of knows how to delegate and doesn't want to get too involved in that offense. Maybe um, John's ran some pretty productive offenses there, especially when he had a mobile quarterback like uh, Link, um, Riley Leonard. So we'll see what, what happens there, but I don't think this is necessarily a stock down for uh, any, any of the skill position players that still stay at Texas A&M. 
Uh, I think we could see a bunch of them hit the portal as well with Jimbo gone. But Connor Wigman, I imagine, will stay. And I don't think this is a stock down for him. Uh, next up, we have Dana Holgerson out at Houston after a you know, really good 2021. Uh, went 12-2 and then disappointed the last two years. Uh, I think this is a downgrade to Houston wide receivers for sure for fantasy purposes, downgrade to the quarterback for Houston for fantasy purposes because Dana Holgerson ran just such a fantasy-friendly system and the passing scheme um, that it's hard to imagine that anything would be a stock up for those guys. Uh, now, it might not be a total disaster. We'll see who they end up hiring. There's a couple rumors out there. Uh, maybe some Jeff Trailer uh, is a guy that they're looking at, and I think that could be a really interesting hire. Wouldn't necessarily be a massive stock down, but it would still be a stock down for those fantasy players. So if you're holding on to any Houston players like Donovan Smith, um, like um, Matthew Golden, Sam Brown, any of those guys, I think you know you maybe be a little bit worried, but we'll see how that one plays out. I think for the running back position, it could be a stock up. I mean, Dana Holgerson never really had great running backs outside of like Steve Slayton when he was at West Virginia. Um, well, actually, that might have been Rich Rod when he was there. Um, yeah, I don't think Holgerson ever had any good running backs. So this could be a stock up for, for the, whoever the running back ends up being there, but for Parker Jenkins. Uh, but definitely a situation to monitor because I think Houston's a really uh, good school for an up-and-coming coach um they're in texas in a hotbed recruiting area uh and you know they're now in the big 12 so i think this is a, a really nice landing spot for for an up-and-coming coach like a jeff trailer i think that would be a great hire there so we'll see how that one ends up playing out uh, another hire jeff levy to mississippi state that was announced on saturday night and then retracted on sunday and then brought back again when they announced it officially later on Sunday. I think for, for Mississippi State, this is about as good of a hire as you could have possibly hoped for. Jeff Leppy is a strong track record. Jeff Lebby has a strong track record of offensive uh, production, you know, dating back to his time at UCF and an old miss, uh, and then just most recently at Oklahoma. So I think this is a really good hire for Mississippi State. You the worry though. And I think this would have been the worry wherever he ends up. So this isn't a uniquely Mississippi State thing. But the worry is obviously the ties to Art Bryles. Um, you know, reportedly, even as, as recent as this year, had Art Bryles down on the sideline at Oklahoma. Um, so you got to, you know, hope he can keep his, his distance from Art Bryles now that he's a head coach. Um, but like I said, I think anywhere Jeff Lebby would have ended up as a head coach, there would have been a slight worry about that. But Overall, good hire from Mississippi State. And I think this is going to be a spot to watch for some transfer quarterbacks, which I'll get into in the rampant speculation section. But um, Jeff Levy has some ties to some interesting quarterbacks, uh, and he was a, a, a good recruiter. So I think this could be a spot to watch a big quarterback going. And depending on the system, uh, or I mean, depending on who it is, that system is going to be really fantasy friendly. So we could see some relevant Mississippi State players uh, for fantasy here coming up soon. Um, Tom Allen was fired at Indiana. Uh, reportedly a $15 million buyout. Uh, it was going to be $20 million. 
they negotiated it a little bit. Now it's 15.5. Uh, Indiana is, is one of those jobs where unfortunately you, you can't really win. I mean, your, your best hope is to go to bowl games um, every couple of years. You know, Kalen DeBoer did a phenomenal job there as the offensive coordinator under Allen, and, and he got Michael Penix and, and that offense, uh, you know, kind of cooking in, in 2020 uh, in that COVID year. But uh, Indiana is a type of school where you just really – it's a basketball school. They know what they are. So uh, Bruce Feldman tweeted out a list of candidates to, to keep an eye on for this job. Um, South Alabama head coach Kane Womack. I think that would be an interesting hire. Honestly, if you make me guess out of all of these, that's probably the most likely one um, just because of the other ones. Alabama, OC, Tommy Reese. Uh, Tommy Reese feels like he has higher aspirations than being the head coach at Indiana. Um, Justin Fry, the offensive line coach at Ohio State. Uh, that could be interesting. I don't know anything about him. Um, he's an offensive line coach. We don't really care about the offensive line that much. But then the interesting name, and apparently he has some ties to some people at Indiana, John Gruden. He said, Bruce Feldman said that John Gruden would be a wild card for this role. And now that's now that's all I want. I just want John Gruden to go be the head coach at, at Indiana. Uh, I think that would be insane. And I just want it for the, for the lulls. Uh, I'll run through these last ones quick because we don't really care all that much about them. Um, Dino Babers out at Syracuse. Syracuse, similar school to Indiana, where just very difficult to win consistently. Andy Avalos out at Boise State. That's been a while in the making there. But uh, an interesting note that I saw about Boise State, they have not had a losing season since 1997. Um, so that's a place where you can you can win. So that's an interesting hire, someplace to, to keep an eye on. Um, maybe Kellen Moore wants to get into a head coach because seems like, uh, that whole staff or the chargers is going to get fired based on the way that season's going. So maybe Kellen Moore wants to go back to Boise. I don't know. Uh, Brady Hoke retired at San Diego state. Terry Bowden is out at UL Monroe. Dana Dimo finally fired at UTEP. Danny Gonzalez fired at New Mexico. David Braun was retained as the full-time head coach for Northwestern. He had been the interim. Um, and then the last two here that I think are notable only because we were kind of expecting both of these guys to get fired. Sam Pittman was retained at Arkansas and Dave Aranda will be back at Baylor. I mean, those guys have to be on the hottest of hot seats at this point. So, I mean, they, they were announced as they're coming back and, all I can say is is good luck for next year. You know, maybe uh, maybe you pull off a Neil Brown at West Virginia and, and somebody captures some magic there. But I think they're just kind of delaying the inevitable. All right, we'll get into the the speculation season here. This is this will be the fun part. Uh, this is rampant speculation. This is no rumors, really, nothing concrete that I've heard. You know, other than maybe Jeff Trailer to Houston. Um, but this is just kind of time to be fun. So no, nobody clip this. Don't report any of it as news, but, uh, right now schools that are still open for head coaching jobs are Houston, Oregon state, Syracuse, Indiana, Boise state, San Diego state, UTEP, New Mexico, and UL Monroe. None of those are really fun. Um, 
So, and UCLA announced Chip Kelly is staying. So I think that's going to, that's going to stay, uh, or he's going to stay there. I think first off the list here, I think Iowa is a school that could open. Um, Kirk Ferentz seems like he's just kind of done with it all at this point. I mean, just some of the comments that he's made in the media is he has to fire his son. I could see Kirk Ferentz ending up in some sort of like an admin role at Iowa and they just kind of move on and bring in a new head coach. Um, who are they going to bring in for a head coach? That's a great question. I think there's some really interesting names out there. Um, and, and I'll get to them in a second because there's a couple other schools that I want to talk about that I, I think they're going to open up uh, or could potentially open up. And that's Pitt. Uh, we could we saw Frank Signetti get fired. Uh, Frank Signetti Jr., get fired as this, the offensive coordinator there. But I think it's time for the Nard Dog to go um, because that place could pick could be fun. You know, Pitts has a history of success, not really that much success lately. You know, a couple ACC uh, decent showings, but I don't think they have any New Year's Six Bowls. I'm sure Austin will correct me on that if I'm wrong, but uh, maybe they have one. But Pitt could be a place that's fun. Uh, Minnesota is another place that I think could open up. P.J. Fleck. Uh, there were some rumors about some potential hazing incidences or some potential upset players. It sounds like most of that was was uh, false, but they just they went five and seven. They had a disappointing showing, kind of been disappointing for the past you know two years. Um, maybe we see that position open up. And then the last one is uh, Wake Forest. I, I think. Dave Clawson would probably move on over them firing him, but they were extremely disappointing this season without Sam Hart. So uh, those are a couple of positions I think could open up. Now, what are some of the names out there that could be candidates for some of these jobs? I think my favorite candidate, honestly, right now is Jed Fish at Arizona. I mean, what he the job he's done at Arizona is, is fantastic. Um, they has them ranked. This year, he has them playing really well down the stretch. Uh, that offense looks good. That defense looks improved, too. Um, Jed Fish, he passes at an above-average rate, 48.9% um, neutral game script pass rate over the last three years, uh, and 53.6 this year. His wide receivers are fun for fantasy purposes. Uh, over the last two years, 19 fantasy points and 22 fantasy points for his wide receiver ones, 17 fantasy points per game um, for both years for his wide receiver twos. Uh, this is uh, a off. Uh, this is Jed fish runs an offense that I think could be really interesting. So, you know, obviously that kind of takes him out of the running for Iowa. Uh, they probably want to, you know, being in the big 10, they probably want to be stuck um, back in the, in the stone ages there. But I, I think, Jed Fish could be a real interesting name for a school like Pitt. I think he could be really interesting. Uh, that's probably the one of the more interesting ones there because uh, Jed Fish is actually from New Jersey. So he's got some ties in the PA Jersey area. Um, I, I don't necessarily know if Pitt would be much of an upgrade over Arizona, but at least nowadays. But I think if you're looking historically, uh, I think they would be considered an upgrade there. So I don't know. Name to keep an eye on. I think Jed Fish will be probably somebody who 
doesn't have there's not really like a great opening for him this year for a great upgrade so maybe he sticks around another year i think they're working on an extension for him i wouldn't be surprised to see that at all but if he puts together another year we get another big year opening uh he could be a really interesting name to keep an eye on i talked about jeff trailer uh being connected to houston already um his offenses have been very productive we know exactly what those uh, have been over the last two years. His wide receiver ones averaged 20 fantasy points per game in the last two years, um, 16 and 11 fantasy points the two years before that, so still very productive. Um, his RB ones not quite as productive the last two years with eight and nine fantasy points, but the two years prior to that, um, when he had Sincere McCormick, 16 fantasy points per game with both of those. So, you know, he's uh, a very consistent, too, in terms of neutral game script pass rate. He's always right above the average. 48.8%, 48.7, 47.4 over the last three years. So we know what we would be getting with Jeff Trailer to Houston. And I think that would be, uh, like I said, it would be not too big of a downgrade for Houston skill position players for fantasy purposes. And it'd be a nice uh, addition for an up and coming head coach like Trailer. So that one, I wouldn't be surprised to see that one happen soon, actually, with this, some of the smoke that we've seen there. Um, the next coach I think it could be a hot name for an opening here is Kurt Signetti at James Madison. Uh, what he's been able to do there with them in that move up from the FCS level over the last two years has been nothing short of incredible. You know, he's also been very productive for fantasy purposes too. His wide receiver ones, 18.5 and 19 point, uh, 19 fantasy points per game over the last two years. Um, Wide receiver two this year at 17 fantasy points per game, so he can support two options. Uh, throws at a passes at an above average rate um, this year at at 50.2 percent, 46.2 percent over the last two years. His only two years at the FCS level, uh, and he is from the Pittsburgh area, but they just fired his brother, so he's there's no way he's going to Pittsburgh. Um, Kurt Signetti, he feels like a, maybe like a Syracuse type of a spot. Um, that, that would feel like a good option for him. Um, although, you know, we'll see who Syracuse ends up getting, but I I think Kurt Signetti would be good there. Um, Colin Klein is another really interesting name. He's the offensive coordinator for Kansas state. Uh, they've, they've been pretty good over the, the last two years at least for fantasy purposes um they've been better uh than they had been under at least in terms of like you know production and 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 passing um because we had the the two years with um oh his name's escaping now the mighty might from there it was there before dj giddens Uh, i'm sure you're yelling into the microphone who it is the running back was he went to the chart uh cowboys this year because his dad's the coach name's escaping me uh, but they had some pr- good production for the running back position. Uh, but the past two years with Colin Klein at the helm and with Will Howard at the helm, they've gotten some production out of the quarterback position. Um, so I think he could be an, an interesting name to keep an eye on. Um, he feels like if he's going to get a, a starting job, it would be at like a Boise State. I could see that being a, a good spot for him. Um, or, or, you know, maybe even in Iowa. Um that I think that could be an interesting spot there for him to to maybe move a little bit into the modern era. Um, Jason Candle, the head coach at Toledo, he's the one who is sounding like Syracuse is pretty interested in him. So maybe that that throws a damper on Kurt Signetti. 
Um, but Jason Candle, I think it's about time he gets a head coaching opportunity. He's been at Toledo since 2015. Uh, he's been productive there. He's won the Mac twice. Um, they'll have a shot at it uh, again. So, and he was the coach of the year in 2017. And he's run some nice offenses for fantasy purposes. Um, you know, the, in his wide receiver ones, there's only been one year where they've been below um, 10 fantasy points per game. Uh, there were two years where he was at 18 and 19 fantasy points per game in 2016 and 2017. So he has some productive offenses for running backs as well. One year below 12 fantasy points per game. And over those nine years, he averaged 13.9 uh, fantasy points per game to the running backs. So very consistent on that front as well. But like I said, it does sound like he is going to, he's connected to Syracuse. So we'll see how that one shakes out. Uh, another interesting name uh, that, that we've been hearing gain some traction, Brennan Marion, the offensive coordinator at UNLV. Uh, UNLV had a very productive offense this year. Uh, Brennan Marion is a, a Pennsylvania guy. Selfishly, I would kind of like to see him be the offensive coordinator for Penn State. Uh, I think, like I said, the offense that he ran this year, his production, his track record with wide receivers as a wide receiver as well, um, is you know is something that Penn State needs. So selfishly, I'd hope he goes there. But he was the wide receiver coach at Pitt uh, with Jordan Addison. Uh, he won the Bolitnikoff for him, and that's when they had the, you know that that magical year there with with Kenny Pickett. So maybe they want to recapture a little of that magic. If they were to end up firing the Nard Dog, maybe they bring in uh, his his old offensive coordinator. Um, and then I think Lance Leipold is another name that's been floated out there as well. He's been, the job he's done at Kansas has been incredible. I believe I saw something that said he's not planning on leaving Kansas. So we'll see how that ends up, but he feels like a Minnesota guy. He uh, was phenomenal at Wisconsin Whitewater. Um, so, you know, maybe he heads back up north. Uh, that feels like Lance Leipold could could take that Minnesota job if they were to, if that were to open up and he were to offer it to him. Um, the last name I have here on the list is Sean Lewis, uh, the offensive coordinator at Colorado, still the offensive coordinator there from everything that I've seen, but you know, they, they took the play calling duties away to, from him and gave him to Pat Shermer, which is highly questionable to say the least. seems like there could be some rocky ground there. Um, but Sean Lewis is, was a head coach at Kent state. Um, he ran some very productive offenses, very fast offensive, 2.7 plays per minute. Um, wide receiver ones, uh, his last three years as a head coach, which would be 2022, 2021, and 2019, because the Mac he didn't play in 2020, uh, and he's offensive coordinator this year. But wide receiver ones over his last three years as a head coach, 27, 17, and 18 fantasy points per game. RB1s 17, 12, and 14, so productive on both fronts. Uh, I, I think he's a – I would be interested to see him kind of get back into head coaching. I, I don't think that marriage worked there for um, for him and, and Dion. Um, this would be a, a name that, you know, I don't know, we could see maybe Wake Forest if, if Kloss, Dave Clawson moves on. Maybe they go uh, and grab him. Uh, I think he runs a, a very interesting offense as well. Uh, we'd have to really overhaul everything there. But um, again, this is just rampant speculation, no connections. I just think he'd be fun at Wake Forest, and I want to see him get another head coaching opportunity. 
Uh, so we'll move into potential portal players here. Uh, and again, this is speculation, nothing concrete that we've heard here. Um, most of the interesting names uh, we have here at quarterback. Um, Dante Moore is the first one I have on the list. Five-star uh, from uh, the state of Michigan. Went to UCLA. We know how that worked out this year. Not a great showing. 53% uh, completion percentage, 1,600 yards, 11 touchdowns, nine interceptions, negative 44 yards rushing, three fumbles, uh, freshman mistakes. You know, he, he had some, some nice moments and some nice flashes, but he also had some, some freshman mistakes. So, but I, I think he's still a very interesting quarterback. I think he is in the Tua mold where he is better as a distributor, get the ball out quickly, smart quarterback, make good decisions. Um, he's more of the, the point guard style quarterback. So I still think Dante Moore has a lot to offer. Michigan State was seriously in the mix um, back when he was a recruit, much more seriously than Michigan. Uh, Michigan State was ahead of 17% crystal ball on 24-7 sports before he ultimately ended up going to UCLA. Um, well, will he come back and go to Michigan State? I don't know. I don't think he really has any ties to Jonathan Smith. So it really just need to be coming back home. And I don't, he didn't really seem all that interested in Michigan before. So I, I'm not sure if he would come back and, and play for Michigan. I mean, you know, it, it, based on their success, he would be kind of crazy not to, but I think it has, a, it'll have a lot to do with, with JJ McCarthy and where he ultimately ends up getting drafted and the success that Michigan has in the playoff. Uh, but one really other other really interesting school here, uh, again, wild speculation, LSU. You may say, yeah, they have Garrett Nussmeyer. But LSU was one of three schools that uh, Dante Moore visited during his time there. The others were um, Oregon and UCLA. Uh, and this is the exact same staff. Mike Denbrock's still there. Brian Kelly's still there. So they were in on him before they got him to come out and visit. Could they get him to come out again? I think that would be really, really interesting. Uh, he could see the success that Jaden Daniels had as, as a quarterback this year with all those ridiculous numbers, and maybe he wants to put those up. We'll see. Um, but I think he's a name to keep an eye on entering in the portal. I think that's more of an inevitability uh, than, especially with, with Chip Kelly staying. So we'll see how that one shakes up. But Another quarterback that could be interesting in the portal would be Aiden Childs, Oregon State. We already talked about him a little bit. He played nine games this year, so did burn that redshirt. Um, but he had a 68.6% completion percentage on 35 attempts, 309 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, 79 yards rushing, three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, so he showcased a lot of what he could do. Now, he, he had 10 offers, um, Oregon Washington, UCLA did offer him. Um, Washington State was the only other visit that he had. So I don't think we can really look too much into that. I think Aiden Childs would be much more the interesting name to go to LSU, though, if we're just talking rampant speculation. I think he would be a lot of fun in that offense based on what we just saw out of Jaden Daniels. Again, rampant speculation, no rumors there. There's not really any strong connector for Aiden Childs to any school other than Michigan State. Maybe he follows 
Jonathan Smith, but maybe he didn't really like the way that went down. We'll see. But Aiden Childs, wherever he ends up, is going to be fun. Um, Devin Brown, quarterback at Ohio State. I think at this point, it's probably a foregone conclusion that Kyle McCord returns. He has not done nearly enough to have any sort of an NFL draft stock. So if Kyle McCord comes back, I think Devin Brown has to leave. I mean, yeah, maybe he could compete again, and, and maybe he could beat out McCord, but he lost to him once. Um, Devin Brown played in five games this year, barely had any production, 54% pass, um, completion percentage on 22 passes, 197 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, uh, 35 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Now, Devin Brown had 16 offers, and on 24-7, he had a 20% crystal ball to Wisconsin and USC. I think at this point, USC probably out. Uh, Wisconsin would be an interesting name. Um, Phil Longo is there. That offense didn't look quite as good as what we hoped it would in year one. Um, but and they don't really have much of a quarterback of the future. I mean, Braden Locke is there, and, and I think he could be interesting if they get that offense rolling. But I think that would be a step down for Devin Brown. Um, Devin Brown did uh, visit two other schools, Texas, which I don't think he's going to go to. The other one is Ole Miss. And he went to Ole Miss with Jeff Lebby as the primary recruiter. Uh, now, this is one of the quarterbacks I was talking about earlier where uh, Jeff Lebby was in on a couple of quarterbacks that we could see under the portal. I think Devin Brown would be really interesting in that Jeff Lebby offense. If he goes to Mississippi State, he can play in the SEC. Very, very little competition for a starting job there. I think Devin Brown to Mississippi State is is on my off-season wish list now after I've looked into this. I think he, it would be a lot of fun uh, for him at Mississippi State, and I think it's a place that you know he could potentially grow into an NFL uh, prospect. You know, I think at this point his Devi hopes are kind of hanging on by a thread because it's been two full years. We haven't seen him at all. Um, well, basically at all. So he could rehab his stock there at Mississippi State under a nice fantasy-friendly system with Jeff Lebby, and we'll see what that would do for his NFL stock. But I definitely now am shipping Devin Brown and Jeff Lebby. Another quarterback who could enter the portal, and I think this one is kind of a foregone conclusion as well, is Riley Leonard, the quarterback at Duke. Uh, with Mike Elko leaving, I don't see any reason why Riley Leonard would stick around. Um, Riley Leonard had a lot of hype this year, looked good to start the year, and then he got banged up. Um, but his numbers this year actually weren't that great. As a passer, 57.6% uh, completion percentage, 1,100 yards, three touchdowns, and three interceptions. Most of what he did was on the ground. at 352 yards uh, and four touchdowns on the ground before he ended up getting hurt. He feels like the type of guy who would end up at, at Notre Dame or, or Michigan or one of those schools is going to look for a veteran plug-and-play quarterback. Um, maybe even potentially uh, Florida State. He is from Alabama. I don't think he'll end up at Alabama. I think Milrow will come back and they'll like Alabama. Uh, or they'll like him at, at Alabama. Uh, you know, they, they've progressed that offense this year. That offense has been better um, down the stretch here. But Riley Leonard also 
connected to Jeff Levy. He visited Ole Miss as a uh, when when Levy was the primary recruiter there. So another guy with a connection to Levy, and I think it's a foregone conclusion that Levy lands some sort of a quarterback in the portal. I think Riley Leonard at Mississippi State would also be really interesting. Uh, I would still prefer Devin Brown, but uh, Riley Leonard going there would save his fantasy value. So we'll see where Riley Leonard ends up because I do believe he's going to enter the portal. Uh, he could be a very interesting name there. Um, Dylan Gabriel, another quarterback um, that I think could enter the portal here at Oklahoma. Um, it sounds like he might get pushed out the door at, at Oklahoma, and I'm not sure how much of an NFL guy he is at this point. He may just want to stick around another year in college and play. Don't really have any strong connection on where he could end up, but again, a quarterback connected to Lebby. You know, he has been with Jeff Lebby at several spots at UCF, now then in Oklahoma. So another guy who we could see end up at Mississippi State. So uh, that's probably the strongest lean at this point, or I, I think he could ultimately potentially end up going pro if he really wanted to just be done with school. We'll see. Uh, but he's a fantasy-relevant quarterback when he's on the field. Very good. Um, and then the last quarterback is Cam Ward at Washington State. I don't know exactly know what his grad situation would be coming from an FCS school like Incarnate Word. I never know how credits transfer um, from lower level schools to higher level schools. I'm not an academic, so uh, somebody smarter than me would be able to tell me that, but I imagine he could probably grad transfer at this point. Uh, Cam Ward would be a really, really interesting name in the portal. He was a hot name the first time around. Uh, Lane Kiffin was reportedly very interested in him, but with Jackson Dart coming back, I don't think that he would bring in Cam Ward, although we did see him bring in Spencer Sanders. Uh, but I think Dart showed well enough this year that that Lane Kiffin should be happy with Dart at the quarterback. Uh, Cam Ward is from the state of Texas, though. So, you know, we could see him in a couple of different places. I think him ending up at Houston uh, with Jeff Trailer would be really fun. Um, I think that he would fit kind of what that offense would want to do, um, but kind of what they ran with Frank Harris. So I would be interested to see where he ends up. You know, Baylor is also going to be looking for a quarterback with Blake Shapin in the portal. I think that would ultimately be a little bit disappointing, but it would be a, still a step up for Cam Ward uh, from Washington State to Baylor because they'd be a Power 5 team at least. Um, so definitely some, some places that we could see Cam Ward end up. Another guy that I think will ultimately end up in the portal because he has some NFL hopes. I don't think he's going to reach those at Washington State. All right, next up we have the running backs here. Uh, and this is basically just the, a collection of favorites from the C2C team. Um, I was going through my running back rankings looking like, oh, who are some guys who could enter the portal? Surprise, surprise, a lot of the guys that I think that were a little bit higher on the list that could enter the portal are guys that we were really high on as a site. Um, first one up, Damian Martinez, uh, running back at Oregon State. Fantastic year this year. 194 carries, 1,185 yards, nine touchdowns. 11 catches on the year um, with Jonathan Smith leaving. I think it's pretty likely that he's going to ultimately leave Oregon state. He had a tweet. that said, my plan is my plan. Uh, so that's not really a ringing endorsement for him sticking around. That sounds like him saying he's going to do what he's going to do. Uh, he's from the state of Texas. 
And I think there are a couple schools in Texas that could be, you know, in the market for a running back. Uh, Baylor could be in the market for a running back. They have not really wanted to use Richard Reese at all. Um, and they'll cut, they brought in Dominic Richardson this year, but that wasn't really a great, it didn't really work out all that well. Um, so maybe a Baylor school, Texas Tech, I think Taj Brooks is going to go. The way that they use um, Taj Brooks this year, I think would be really interesting for Damian Martinez. Um, TCU, another Texas school that could be looking for a running back. Maybe Houston again uh, with Jeff Trailer because he does use running backs when he has them. Um, so there is a number of different schools in Texas that he could go to that I think would be really interesting. Um, but Damian Martinez had five offers out of school, uh, and two of them were Georgia Tech and Kansas. I think Kansas would, if Devin Neal goes to the NFL, Kansas would be a really interesting spot for Damian Martinez. He could be very productive there. And depending on what the NFL thinks of, of Devin Neal, uh, I think we could see him follow a similar path there at least. Um, or at Georgia Tech, you know, Georgia Tech cycled running backs through a lot this year, but uh, that would still be a step up from Oregon State. So ultimately for Damian Martinez, one of these schools in Texas or Kansas would probably be my favorite options for him. Um, or at the end of the day, he could still follow uh, Jonathan Smith and end up at Michigan State. Again, depends on how those guys view that whole situation. Uh, next up, running back that you know we're a big fan of over at the site that we and, and I think could end up in the portal this year is Ashton Jeansy, the running back for Boise State. He had an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal year this year. Um, he was the RB1 in points per game for fantasy purposes. Uh, he had 183 carries, 1,100 yards, 13 touchdowns, 37 catches, another 500 yards on the ground, and four touchdowns receiving. Um, so he, I think, just this year played his way into the the national spotlight. Uh, I think there's going to be some NFL team or some um, higher level teams that'll be interested in him. He had 15 offers coming out, but only Cal and Kansas were Power Five. So Kansas, another spot where if Devin Neal leaves, Ashton Jinty could be really interesting. Uh, and I think he would retain a lot of his fantasy value at Kansas. Whereas if, you know, depending on where else, where else he ends up, he could lose some of that. But another Texas guy. So another guy that we could see go to a number of different places. Uh, I think TCU would be a really interesting spot for Jinty, given the way that they you know, like to use some of their running backs um, with uh, Amani Bailey this year, who quietly had over a thousand yards, a very nice year quietly. Uh, Kendry Miller the year before that. Um, so we could, I think we'll see Gene T into the portal. And I think there could be a lot of fun places that he would end up. I think everybody's dream landing spot, or at least my dream landing spot for Gene T uh, would probably be Missouri with the way that Drinkwitz has used Schrader this year. Uh, with the way that he used Tyler Beatty in the past, the way he uses his running backs, uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. I would love to see somebody end up with Missouri. Um, you know, so maybe it ends up being Martinez, maybe it ends up being anybody else on this list here. But I think Gene T would be a lot of fun there, especially I said, given the way that they used Beatty before uh, in, in the receiving game. Uh, three more running backs on this list here. The next one up, Raheem Sanders, running back at Arkansas. We were big fans of him over at the site when he was an athlete coming out. A uh, nice freshman year and just a disappointing game this year this year. Six games. Uh, he was banged up all year. 
He had one game over 100 yards. That was against Florida. Um, but he is from the state of Florida. And, you know, I mean, given that Arkansas is retaining Sam Pittman, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Sanders enters the portal. I would really like to see him enter the portal. But his only other offer was his the only other school that he visited uh, besides Arkansas was Florida State. And I think Florida State's going to be in the market for a running back. I think he would be really, really interesting in Florida State. Uh, you know, Mike Norvell has a history of using running backs very well. This year with, uh, with Trey Benson, it was a little up and down. Um, but Mike Norvell has history going with running backs going back to his time at Memphis. And Antonio Gibson was was a popular stylistic comp for Rocket Sanders, given the way that he could catch the ball out of the backfield uh, and as a receiver uh, when he was coming out. He played some receiver in high school. So I think my dream spot for Rocket Sanders would definitely be Florida State. Like I said, the only other school that he visited, it was an unofficial visit, but there's a little bit of a connection there. So if he enters the portal, Florida State's where I'm keeping an eye on. Um, Jadon Blue is the next um, running back on the list here, running back at Texas. Uh, he he came on a little bit at the end of the year here. The last game, uh, 10 carries, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Two catches, 14 yards. That was most of his production on the year, to be honest. The rest of the year, he had 300 yards and two, and two touchdowns total, um, 52 yards receiving total. Uh, Texas was the only school that he visited and the only school that he had a crystal ball to. So if he does end up in the portal, very difficult to draw any sort of concrete uh, ties to any other school. But he's from Texas. When I was talking about Damian Martinez and Ashton Dinti, rallied off a couple of other Texas schools. I think TCU would probably be my favorite fit for, for Jadon Blue. Um, I, I think, again, just kind of the way that they used running backs with Monty Bailey and Kendry Miller in the past. Jaden Blue would be really interesting there at TCU. Um, and that last running back on the list here is LaQuint Allen, running back at Syracuse. Uh, he had a nice year this year, uh, 1,061 yards and nine touchdowns, 197 yards and, and one touchdown receiving. Um, he had seven offers, no visits, no real strong, no visits besides Syracuse, no real strong leanings, but he is from New Jersey. And Pitt was on his offer list. So, you know, he can stay relatively close to home. And Syracuse isn't that far from Pitt. Uh, it's all kind of in that tri-state area, fairly close. So I think Pitt would be really interesting for LaQuint Allen. You know, if the Nardog is still there, hopefully he cuts out his shenanigans and can, you know, use him similarly to Israel Abanaconda rather than the way he used any of these running backs this year. But, you know, the running backs this year weren't all that impressive. I think LaQuint Allen would step in and immediately be the best running back on that team. Like I said, Pitt was on the offer list. That was really the only connection that we could draw. It's a close area. So I could see I could see LaQuint Allen jumping in the portal now that Dino Babers got fired uh, and ending up at a school like Pitt. Uh, ultimately, though, if Jason Candle does get hired at Syracuse, I don't think it's the worst thing if LaQuint Allen stays, so don't panic too much on that. But this is speculation season, so we're shipping LaQuint Allen to Pitt, and I'm sure Austin will be very happy about that. Um, next up, three wide receivers. 
and we'll get you guys out of here. Evan Stewart, wide receiver for Texas A&M. I mean, this is, I think, almost a foregone conclusion that he'll end up in the portal now that Jimbo's gone. Um, he a little bit of a little bit of a down year this year. That whole offense had a little bit of a down year. Uh, he was banged up at times. Um, only played in nine games, 500 yards and four touchdowns. Um, Evan Stewart's from the state of Texas, and he was expected to go to Texas for most of the recruiting process. He actually ended with a 40% crystal ball to Texas. Um, Texas is losing worthy and likely will lose, well, assuming they're going to lose worthy and assuming they're going to lose Mitchell as well. They're going to need wide receivers. I think uh, Evan Stewart to Texas makes the most sense logically. Um, he also did visit Florida, though. The wide receiver co coach who recruited him then is actually back. So he was the assistant coach from 2017 to 2021, went to FAU in 2022, and now he's back at Florida in 2023. So there is a little bit of a connection to Florida, but let's be honest, nobody wants to see him go to Florida. We would all much rather see him go to Texas. Um, I think some people out there might hope that he goes to Bama, but I don't really want to wish any wide receivers to Bama at this point. So we're going to hope Evan Stewart ends up at Texas. Um, next up on the list, Matthew Golden, wide receiver for Houston. Um, given you know that Dana Holgerson got fired uh, and the way that that season kind of ended for him, I think... You know, it was this definitely disappointing. He was banged up at the end here. He only played nine games, 400 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, I think it's time for a fresh start for Matthew Golden. He's from the state of Texas, and he had a 7% crystal ball to TCU uh, before he declared to Houston. So if he wants to stay in-state, there's that TCU connection. Arkansas also recruited him. I would be kind of upset about that if he ended up at Arkansas. The wide receiver coach from Baylor recruited him pretty heavily as well. He's now at Notre Dame, but again, nobody really wants to see him at Notre Dame or Arkansas. So selfishly, and there's rampant speculation here, no connection at all. I want to see Matthew Golden at Penn State. Yes, I'm a homer, but Drew Aller needs wide receiver help. Penn State knows they need wide receiver help. Franklin has said that repeatedly. He, they tried to address it in the portal this past offseason, although I'm going to say not hard enough. Um, time to actually go out and get a wide receiver uh, that, that we think can play. So I want to see Matthew Golden at Penn State give Drew Aller a legitimate target, a possession guy, um, somebody who can catch the ball. So... And, and can't somebody who can get open as well. So I am shipping Matthew Golden to Penn State. And the last guy on the list here is Barry and Brown, uh, wide receiver, Kentucky. Um, I think he just also kind of needs a fresh start. We don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like for Kentucky. I think they're going to be active in the portal, you know, but like we highlighted earlier for the guys that were already in the portal. Not really all that many interesting names there. Um, so let's get Barry and Brown out of Kentucky. He had kind of a disappointing year this year, 493 yards, three touchdowns, 100 yards rushing on the ground. He's from Tennessee. 
I think he would be a lot of fun in that Tennessee offense. Now, could he go from University of Kentucky to Tennessee and ever show his face in the state of Kentucky again? I don't know. I don't know. But I think he would be so much fun in that offense, taking the top off. He could do the play that Jalen Hyatt role, pair him up with Nico. That would be so much fun. Um, he did also visit TCU and Alabama. Uh, I don't really want to see him in either of those two places, to be honest. Like Bama, like I said, we don't really want wide receivers going there. This, at least with Jalen Milrow at the quarterback and Tommy Reese at the offensive coordinator. Um, I'm not overly hopeful that that's going to improve um, this year. Although, you know, Jermaine Burton had a couple okay games. Uh, Isaiah Bond had a couple okay games, but we want more. And we want Barry and Brown speed in that Tennessee offense. That's what we're shipping. All right. That is going to do it for me tonight. Thank you for bearing with my crazy rants, my voice going in and out. Um, but I will be back next week with a guest, with a fun guest. We have a, a very exciting episode planned. Uh, and I think it's one that'll that'll win you guys some money. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But uh, until next time, I'm Colin, and have a good one. <laughs>